the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Let's talk a little stock market. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Friday was an interesting close. You had a late session rally in equities. The S&P 500 ended the week in positive territory, bringing the year-to-date return to 2.3%. It was a weird week last week. Energies and financials were big winner-winner chicken dinners. Energy stocks up 10%. Financial banking stocks up 4.3%. That's a big move from the notable laggards of the year. Big tech companies appear to be losing their luster for now. NASDAQ's flirting with correction territory going down 8.3% from its all-time high. Correction would be 10%, right? Corrections are normal and healthy. Don't let anyone turn the word correction into the C word. That's not what it is. Corrections are normal and healthy. We're not going to put a stigma on it. We are still watching that 10-year treasury. Last week, it played with 1.6%. We do see that the Federal Reserve is paying attention. Jay Powell, his comments during last week's job summit, when he was working with the Wall Street Journal, basically said there's been an uptick in yields, and I think they're going to settle down. David Tapper, billionaire, sports owner, sports franchise owner. That's how much money he has. He said today, I think rates are going to settle down. Democrat leaders have compromised on a couple key issues to garner the the gay support. But it was a pretty tight budget pulled off by the Democrats. Republicans didn't really help the process. Or maybe they did by not helping. I don't know. I'm not political. Or my political knowledge is very, very scant comparatively. So economically speaking, we're paying attention to oil right now as oil is cracked above $70 a barrel. On a story out of Saudi Arabia that one of their oil facilities has been invaded or attacked is probably the better way of saying that. So it's not to cause too much drama. Save the drama for your llama. Don't you love the weirdos that have llama farms? Because they make the world go around. And when I say weirdos, I mean cool people. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. So last week had this crazy ending. It just had a crazy week. The rebound on Friday, I was like, 
I wonder if that's all about the jobs report. No, 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 no. I wonder if it's all about the Senate passing that 1.9. Yeah, probably something along those lines going into the weekend. There's going to be amendments that call for tighter income limits to receive direct stimulus checks of $1,400 and a reduction of supplemental unemployment benefits to $300 per week through September 6th. We are talking about getting to a record number of vaccinations on a daily basis at this point in time. That's kind of a cool thing. When America does something right, it's it's fun to look at, seeing how many people are getting shots. Now, again, if you have a fear of needles, do not turn on the TV these days. Because every single segment of the news is like, oh, and this facility is shut down today because they don't have enough. Oh, and this facility hit record numbers today. It's like pinching the arm, pinching the arm, pinching the arm. I'm okay with needles. As long as they're nowhere near, well, I'm not going to say. Some rebels. Rebels. When you're talking rebels and you're not talking about Star Wars, it's never a good thing in American news. Some Houthi rebels claim responsibility for firing drones and missiles at a Saudi oil terminal facility. Every now and then, the drone story becomes kind of big on Wall Street, and we go, oh, there's some Houthi rebels? How do they get drones? And you're like, what are drone companies to invest in? Because if they can get them and send missiles, like, what are we even talking about here? Do you ever want to invest in the death industry or the war industry? I'm not going to speak for you. China reported a massive 60% year-over-year increase in exports. And yet the Shanghai Composite, their stock market down 2.3% on the day. So see how some good news is sometimes bad news? Oh, back to the Houthi rebels, sitting oil above $70 a barrel. Um, vaccination rate in the United States are exceeding $2 million a day. GE is reportedly near a $30 billion deal that would marry its aircraft leasing business with a company called Aircap Holdings. David Tepper, widely followed huge hedge fund manager. He thinks the 10-year treasury is likely at or near the top of its range for now. He said stocks like Amazon look attractive. What? Doesn't everyone on the planet already know about Amazon? The answer is yes. Therefore, how can it be attract? How do we not know about it? But stocks, will they hold the test of time? Or will we just walk up to them and go, ah, this was fun and move on to something else? It's going to be interesting because, you know, we talked about the stimulus payments. A new survey came out over the weekend that talked about 18 to 24-year-olds. 40% of them plan to use their stimulus checks on stocks. In the group of 25 to 34-year-olds, 50% plan to use their stimulus checks on stocks. In the 35 to 54-year-old bracket, just 37%, and over 55, just down to 16%. Talking about having time on your side and realizing when you're at the sweet spot of your earnings starting to accelerate in life, but also your costs of home costs and children costs, marriage costs, you get the idea. Um, the 25 to 34-year-olds put in 50% away from their stimulus checks. Uh, and again, I hear that a lot of people are really upset because a lot of people got written out of that $1,400 check over the weekend. Still not a done, but 
Call your congressman if you want. Um, I found that stimulus check story and how it's going to be spent on investing. I'm like, please, please don't put it in GameStop. I can't stand to do another round of GameStop stories of why it's a short squeeze and how that's probably not going to work out in the end. But I get it. 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 No more. That sounds like Mel Gibson. Which, for the record, um, cute little movie coming out that I'm strangely looking forward to. Movie called Nobody with Bob Odenkirk, where again, I, I guess the Mel Gibson thing came with he's probably mad at someone who has a gun and he's about to shoot him. But I saw myself look at a dad bod movie. So Bob Odenkirk is my age, right? 50 something. And is he my action star? Because I'll tell you what, when I saw the preview for it, I'm like, that may actually get me back into a movie. I'm not actually going to go back to a movie theater. Who am I lying to? But I was kind of stoked to see it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested in more. The movie trailer is Bob Odenkirk's Nobody. And he was so good in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. I'm excited for him. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We live in interesting times. I don't even know. The cancel culture is something I'm fearful of, in large part because I've been very opinionated in my career, but that doesn't mean I should not be aware of it and acknowledge it and try to do my best. But it's something I'm very aware of, that some of the stuff I've said in the last 20 years wouldn't fly today. And that's a move in the right direction. It's not bad. Sometimes I've oversimplified some incredibly simple ideas into cliches that become hurtful. Um, I could give examples. I've said dumb things on air 20 years ago, like that investment won't last long. It'll be like eating Chinese food where it's delicious and yummy, but it's out of your system in 30 minutes. Not all Chinese foods like that. I don't want to be too clinical with what I'm saying. I don't want to use analogies that people can kind of grasp, but I need to work harder. I do. My job is to try to show you some of the positives and some of the negatives, some of the things that you can drive away from as an investor. It, it's not to entertain you. I'm not supposed to be a stand-up comedian. I'm supposed to have some elements of that. I need to let the stuff that be, is smart be smart, you know? So just know I'm acknowledging it and I'm aware of it. And I'll tell you what, it's interesting times to see what happens to people's careers fast. And it's something that every time my spouse is showing the children the negative things that the person said or did, I'm like, just remember, you're going to say stupid stuff in your lifetime. Don't post them. Parenting in the 21st century, right? 
Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon topped the box office with $8.6 million. Did you say $8.6 billion? No. $8.6 million. Raya and the Last Dragon topped another slow weekend at the box office. Globally, it's pulled in $26 million. You can also watch it on Disney Plus for 30 bucks. It's a tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny number for a Disney movie. But we're talking about movies opening back up. I'm not stoked. I'm excited for Hollywood. I've got some friends and family that work in the industry. Some people who've won Academy Awards that I know in the neighborhood. It's good to see for California. California's Rob Black. It's good to see for California because, yeah, we make some aircraft for defense. Yeah, we do some software. And yeah, we do some hardware, which is mostly outsourced, right? But two big industries were hit hard by the pandemic tourism and the movie industry. A friend of mine works on Westworld for HBO Max. And she said, um, Two years ago, HBO was paying good dollar to anyone who could use a, a needle and thread. They were manically trying to, to create sets, to create clothing in the right time periods. That's a lot of people who don't have that coding skill that Zuckerberg has that need to make their bills to stay with the electricity on, which we could talk about in a minute or two with Elon Musk. Stunning new development in the direction he's taking that company that no one's paying attention to. But Ray and the Last Dragon pulled in $8.6 million, and I couldn't be happier. Is this another super spreader event? It very well likely could be. Um, they say the next big one is St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, which if, you, if you've never vomited in, the, in an alley on St. Patrick's Day, then you've never been in the between ages 21 and 30 in San Francisco. Or if you've not at least stepped over someone vomiting in an alleyway on St. Patrick's Day. Young people like to drink in excess. Okay, now, a cartoon that I don't quite understand, Tom and Jerry. Speaking of cancel culture, that, that mouse is a little bit, how shall we say, on the sadistic side. But I'm not going to go there too soon on Pepe Le Pew. But Tom and Jerry pulled in $6.6 million domestically, and it's pulled in $14.1 million. Now, again, that's tiny numbers. But for that kind of movie, it's not bad. And it, it, it smells of COVID all over it. Like, they would never have released this movie unless it was like a stinker, right? There's another movie out there, Lionsgate Chaos Walking, starring Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, which are interesting. One side note, two of the biggest action superstars pre-pandemic. You had Spider-Man into the next Spider-Verse thing, or whatever it was when he was in London with Tom Holland. You had Daisy Ridley as the super Jedi lady. Um interesting that they're both in another movie together, or they're both uh, in a movie side by side. And again, it's interesting that we're talking about movies. I'm strangely excited to be saying that out loud. Mortgage rates are above 3%. They should probably linger around these levels if you believe interest rates are going to linger around these levels before seeing inflation or seeing a pickup. Now, one thing that I saw 
earlier today. Was it Goldman Sachs? Let me take a look. I'm pretty sure it was Goldman Sachs. Talking about the job market for um, 2021. And they see Goldman Sachs forecasted jobs boom, says unemployment rate could fall to 4.1% by the end of 2021. If that happens, we're going to be talking about inflation. We're going to be talking about much higher interest rates. Not much higher. Exponentially higher off of 3%. I'm not talking like mortgage rates are going to go from 3 to uh, 30%. I'm talking like 3 to 4%. David Tepper's getting bullish on stocks, believes rising rates are set to stabilize. Dow jumps 300 points this morning as the Senate passes stimulus. Beat up tech stocks are fighting their way into the green today, trying to say, hey, that's enough is enough. American Airlines plans $5 billion in a bond sale backed by a frequent flyer program to pay back other debt. That's not the greatest story out there. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Like, oh, we need money to pay our bills to keep the planes literally in the air. Otherwise, we're going to have cash flow problems. They're coming at it at the wrong point. This is not a, a, this is survival. Oh no, I'm sounding like Meghan Markle. The point is not just to survive, it's to thrive. Uh Uh-oh, cancel culture, cancel culture. No, 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 she was wonderful. Um, GameStop shares are rallying today. They've tapped a Chewy executive at this online dog food company to help get them into e-commerce shift. No, not Chewbacca. Although that would be a great move by GameStop if they wanted to see their stock soar. Wait, wait, their stock is soaring? Uh, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm not a big Elon Musk fan. Like, I'm not the Church of, of Musk. I think what he's doing is great. Is it all going to work? Nope. He's unveiled a home battery product dubbed the Powerwall. He's acquired Solar City, the solar panel installer, which hawked a solar roof that has gone through several iterations since 2016. And so far, I'm not seeing a lot of them. They're not talking about them. There's been one home that's been massively featured in Florida that's got the solar roof. But I almost feel like a billionaire bought the solar roof so you could say, look what I have, a shiny solar roof from Tesla. So the Tesla Power Pack and the larger Mega Pack are designed with utility customers in mind. So this weekend it leaked that's about 20 miles outside of Houston that Tesla, a company that they're tied towards, is setting up kind of a, a grid saver. And again, I could see a city doing it. I could see me and my neighbors doing it. Hey, Rob, you've got a big backyard. How about we put some solar panels in there? Y'all pay for the construction. You pay for the, the, the wiring. Someone else, and we all live off the solar power. Why not? I've got the land for it. Will it happen? I don't think so. Will it happen in my lifetime? Probably not. Will it happen in my kid's lifetime? Yes. California's initiatives on any new homes being built, getting a certain percentage allocated towards solar. Tesla's in a good place. I'm telling you. Let's talk a little bit further about it, okay? 
Long-term Tesla energy is going to be roughly the same size as Tesla automotive. The energy business is collectively bigger than the automotive business. That's a fact, Jack. In South Australia, they pulled off a 100-watt megawatt installation almost immediately. And you know the one in Houston? That's going to be ready by August 1st. June 1st, excuse me, even sooner than August 1st. So it's not like we don't have the technology. Sometimes it's we don't have the supply of it or we don't have the government willing to do it. We don't have the infrastructure laid out correctly. And this is, trust me, where I'm going to turn it over to the civil engineers and say, you tell me. Tesla's battery packs are connected to the Southern California Edison's Mira Loma substation located in East L.A. It's a 20-megawatt system, which has been online since December 2016. It helps support the peak hours and helps the utility make the most of its renewable sources. San Francisco Bay Area has a location with a Tesla megawatt 182.5 system in Moss Landing that should be operational by August. Tesla Energy could represent up to 30% of the company's total revenue by the 2030s. That's up from 6% today. Fastest growing part of their business, faster than cars. Um, could it be a spinoff? It could. Will it? I don't know. I throw this all out there, <laughs> not to get you excited. Just I, I think there's some interesting surface to scratch with a company like a Tesla. Mackenzie Scott got remarried. She's off the market, gentlemen. The former wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is remarried. She is the 22nd richest person on the planet with some $53 billion fortune. I hate stories about her. It's National Women's Month, and the story should read, as co-founder of Amazon, she left with her fair share. But it reads, her 2019 divorce from Bezos after 25 years of marriage left her with a 4% stake in Amazon. What it, what it should say is she was one of the original co-founders. God, I hate media at times. Like That's just a lazy journalist. I don't know. Brent crude's above 70 bucks a barrel after Saudi Arabia's oil facility is attacked by Yemen's Houthis. If I'm mispronouncing Houthis, it's from ignorance. It's not from, I'm trying to be funny. Young people are looking to spend almost half their stimulus checks on stocks. That's fascinating to me. You almost kind of want the government to say, no, you can't put it in a Robinhood account. We're sending you 1400 Do not put this in a Robinhood account. When you go to sign the check and say, you know, I want to put this in my Robinhood account, the banker should say, no, this is supposed to be to get you out of the COVID period and to the next level, not to, re maybe it is supposed to be about retirement. In the end, I'm not all that, that, that ang angling angry or anything like that. How can you be? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Megan and Harry, Megan and Harry. <laughs> Royal tradition. Um, I can't find any finance in that. Other than, it was kind of interesting when Harry was like saying, all I wanted was security for my family. All I wanted. And the spouse is like, look, they walked away from money. She's not even getting any money to be, do this interview. So the wife bought hook, line, and sinker the empathy of the story. I'm like, you don't think Netflix told her you've got a, a documentary coming out that you need to promote? We just paid you $200 million. Go go promote. 
And again, cynicism, sarcasm versus one of the sweetest people on the planet. I'm not saying the Megan and Harry interview with Oprah was all about Netflix, even though Oprah's got a relationship with Netflix and they've got a relationship with Netflix, but maybe it was. I've told you before that last year in 2020, the biggest story I did on Cron4, which you can find by going to Cron4.com, and then hit news and hit tech trends. For some reason, they're putting me under tech trends instead of money guy, but hey, I'm with it. The biggest story that I had by far was talking about the size of the home bought in Santa Barbara and real estate prices in Santa Barbara since Prince Harry and Meghan moved there. Anyhow, I thought that interview was brought to you by Netflix last night and by Spotify, who has a podcast of the Prince. I'm digressing. I'm spinning out of control. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, eh, stock market. Last week was a dramatic week. This week, not so much. Um, but we're also getting to that point where now that we got the stimulus approved by the House of Representatives and the Senate, and it's eventually going to go to the president's desk, and it's going to be somewhere close to $1.9 trillion, give or take a little bit here, a little bit there, it's a little reconciliation between the uh, members of Congress. Then it's going to move back to the president, and then we're going to go, now what? China just reported a 60% year-over-year increase in exports for the January-February period, much larger than they expected, 22%. So their their factories are back and firing. Just for the sake of argument, China handled COVID better than the United States did. Just for the sake of argument. They walked the military in their streets and said, if you come out, we will shoot you if you have a fever. They didn't say that, but that's kind of the way the news played it. Chinese citizens are being locked in their homes and not allowed to go out after sunset. While Americans are flying freely across the country. Within months, Wuhan was back open and they have a a theme park there, a water park that they showed. A crazy amount of Chinese citizens enjoying all packed in together. They're back, and their stock market today slipped on news of 60% year-over-year export growth, which, in theory, all those exports means people are working at factories. If all those people working at factories means they're going to get paychecks, and if they get paychecks down the road, they're going to smoke cigarettes, they're going to go on vacation to Disneyland, they're going to eat more expensive meat, they're going to spend that money. So we get through the Senate thing, and maybe after we reopen, we're going to find a lot like China. Like, we're not all that excited by it. You saw that a rebel attack in Saudi Arabia damaged an oil facility, firing drones. Not a lot of news at this point in time to report. Other than to say, the world's still kind of fragile. GE's reportedly worth near a $30 billion deal that's going to help them with their financing. 
one of the big winners of this year, GE, one of the huge losers in the past five years, GE. We're getting some buzz at the moment from David Tepper. David Tepper is a billionaire. He is so rich, he owns a sports franchise. He's made money on the stock market by saying things like, oh, I think stocks are going to go higher, or oh, I think stocks are going to go lower. He says, I think stocks go higher. With stimulus coming, we're seeing numbers between 16% for the oldest baby boomers and up to 50% of the millennials saying that money is going to go, a large chunk of it's going to go straight in the stock market. I'm stoked by that, but at the same time, I'm also a little spooked because last time I checked, people were buying things like Robinhood on Robinhood accounts, which I'm not against, especially if you're in your 20s. If you want to learn, try to day trade and, and you'll ultimately learn it's not for you. But in five, 10 years from now, you're going to look back at the stock market and say, oh, I just wish I would have bought the market. You're going to go, day trading was too much, but I could have bought the whole market. If it's a learning lesson for you, I'm great. PayPal is going to buy an Israeli digital asset security provider called Curve. A lot of move in fintech at this point in time, especially around Bitcoin. The Federal Reserve is extending the small business liquidity facility three months until June 30th. The markets are all up nicely, but not aggressively. The Nasdaq's barely higher. The Dow's up 1.2%, and the SP 500's up two thirds of 1%. Oil was above $70 a barrel at the start of the morning. Now it's $65 a barrel. Again, there's different types of crude oil. Brent, sweet crude, Texas crude. They're all slightly different uh, qualities. And they all get priced slightly different. 